This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up in today's episode, there's this balance between designing a home for yourself and designing a home and putting the things in it that are actually going to increase the value of the home so that you get a positive return on your investment later on. So it's like you're kind of juggling both of these worlds. But when we think about the fact that in that level of a house, in that market, in that area, I outpriced the market by putting those luxury items and those high-end appliances and high-end fixtures in the house. That wasn't really a smart move for resell. Developers will actually do a renovation instead of a new build because you can get a renovation permit a lot quicker than you can get a new build permit. And we're talking like, I feel like years in between. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I'm so happy you're here and tuning in, you know, to just us talking, you know, bigger picture things and home decor and our loves and and just all, all of the things here on the podcast. Truly, it's been really fun to see kind of it evolve in terms of like, you know, the topics that we talk about. And today I really want to talk about something that has dawned on me recently because we are in, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see that I'm sitting in our kind of really newly renovated front entryway living room. Uh, So this is the first room that we've tackled in this house, but we have lots of plans to do renovations later. You know, when we really figure out the design and we really figure out exactly how much things are going to cost and we save for them and work through all of the ideas and um, just making this house um, really functional for us and continue to turn a house into a home for us and for our hopefully future family. So this is the first room that we've tackled. We have plans to eventually turn this space into a formal dining room because for us, and I just feel like the way that we live, and I don't know if this will change later down the road, but we have two living rooms. I I just like, yes, I'm using it right now to record this, which is great, but could I pick another spot in the house to do that in and not have a full on another living room? Yes. This is the only time that I ever sit in this room. (laughs) It's the only time I ever really come in here. It's more of a pass-through room, but it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, we did so many things to this space to bring it back to life and to give it some character. And it was the first space that really showed the direction that this whole house is going to take. And the from the color palette to the feeling, to the mood and the vibe, all of it is represented in this 
room, you know? Uh, so eventually my plan was to turn this space into a formal dining room uh, because the dining room that we have right now is very skinny. So essentially there's an entire section off, like behind you, uh, where we're currently filming this. Behind this wall, there's a entire kind of like jut out of the house. It's, for lack of a better word, I'm gonna call it a wing. And by no means, we, we do not have wings in this house, but it's kind of like a part of the house kind of juts off in a different direction than the main, the main part. So within that space and that jut out of the house, there's a partition wall, so to speak. There's a, a non-supportive wall dividing a square room into half. Half of it is our dining room and half of it is our kitchen. So it's like, well, they created a wall so that we could actually have more um, space for cabinetry in the kitchen. It separated the two spaces. So I've been thinking a lot about that space because that's gonna be, kitchens and bathrooms are the most renovation. Like they're, they're the biggest renovations that you can do in a home because there's a lot of pieces. You know, when we did the uh, kitchen and the cottage, it took, <laughs> what? I mean, if, if we just counted just from the time that it had all the walls taken down, I mean, it took me nine months. Now, granted, I did all the work myself and we won't do that the same way. We'll actually have help in different ways. And uh, now that I've been through the process first and, and before, it'll go faster, of course. There was a lot of pieces. I mean, you talk about islands and cabinetry and appliances and faucets and sinks and uh, backsplashes and lighting and seating. <laughs> there's just, there's a lot happening, especially in a kitchen. So when you go through a renovation and bathrooms are kind of the same way, they've got lots of elements. It takes quite a while and it can be pretty costly. So we're taking our time to figure out what the best layout of that room is going to be. So I've been sketching floor plans over on my vlog channel on YouTube. If you've caught any of more of the recent episodes, I've been talking about kind of some new ideas that I've had. I first drew the whole plan, really my first initial ideas a few months ago. And then I dove back into it when I saw something and it sparked my, you know, like my imagination. And I just, I wanted to dive back into it. And through that process, it dawned on me that I'm, I'm definitely paying more attention to not only what's going to work for us and our family and in that space, and specifically, let's just talk about the kitchen, what's going to work for us and what we need and what we're going to like and um, what I'm going to enjoy and what Romeo is going to enjoy and the flow for us, but also what could potentially impact the value of the home if one day I was to decide or we, we were decide to sell this place. And you you could never get me to sell this house. <laughs> I, told, I tell Romeo all the time, I'm like, you're gonna have to pry me away from this home because I just, I really go into home projects and I guess, quote unquote, we've bought two homes now um, and gone through that process twice. And both times I have been in love with the house, you know? So when you're in love with something, it's hard to even imagine that you would part with it at any point, you know? Like you just, you're all about it. You're, it's, and it's, and it's my job and it's my work and it's my passion. So it's like, I really latch a hold to a home and really love it. So there's this balance between designing a home for yourself 
and designing a home and putting the things in it that are actually going to increase the value of the home so that you get a positive return on your investment later on. So it's like you're kind of juggling both of these worlds. And when I was going through that process, I started to make those types of decisions and I started to think about even uh, decisions like the size of the oven. In this caliber of a house, in this um, market in California, where we're at, having a chef-style cooktop and a chef-style oven being on the larger side, I think is one of the things that we can do to really increase the value. Obviously, the appliances play into the, the value of the home a lot. The kitchen, upgrading the kitchen is going to increase the value a lot of the home. Uh, so thinking about those things, I was like, man, there really is a, I don't really think it, well, is it a, it's kind of a struggle. Between designing a home for you and designing a home that you are going to sell. Like if I was to enter into a house that I was just going to flip, right? We were going to invest in buying the house. We were going to look at it very strategically on how can we do the most with, with a limited budget to maximize our profit. But when you own your home and you're living there, which I think a lot of us do, a lot of us aren't flippers. I'm not a flipper. I don't go into homes and do that. I don't go into them with that mindset. I really design it for me. And my style is not really like anybody else's, <laughs> you know? So it's like, oh, well, I mean, it's, when we bought this house, it was all painted white and it was a white canvas and a white box. And, um, I'm, I don't really gravitate towards anything really super modern or trendy. So my style is always a little different. Um, but we, I think a lot of us go into situations where we're, we're designing a house and we're doing makeovers on rooms that, or our whole house in general that are just for us. And we're not really thinking about that resale value that, that is this going to impact the home in a positive or a negative way? I don't really think we think about that when we're just living there. We just want to live better and make it our home. So I'll tell you, a, a, I think that there is a balance and, and we'll get into it and in kind of the decisions that I'm making with this house and how they differed from the cottage. Now, when I, I was, I think I was house happy. I was like, oh, this is the first thing that I've owned. I have always rented. I have always, you know, just like lived in someone else's space. I have been trying to express my creativity and my design in someone else's space. And now I have the keys to something that no one can tell me anything. You know, like no one can come in here and say, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm like, I can do anything. And I think I got really excited. And there was a couple of things that I did in that house. Now, a lot of the decisions were great. And I have greatly, and know this for a fact, because I have talked to a realtor, my realtor, about the value of the cottage and what it is, just for my own information, just for my own, you know, kind of like in my head, have we increased the value? I just wanted to know. So I just had a realtor friend look at it, you know, and see what it was worth on the market. And um, just to have a basis for even, for even you guys to tell you, you know? So there are a couple of things that I, <laughs> that I did that I don't think was in line with like, oh, this is going to elevate the house. So one of the things that I did in the cottage was put high-end appliances and plumbing fixtures. 
Now, I did this because I was doing so much of the labor and work myself on everything from demo to uh, everything, building all the cabinetry, installing all the backsplashes, installing, you know, most of the plumbing things later on, you know, like the pretty stuff, building all of the, like the wall treatments and painting and everything that I could do, I was doing. So we were saving a lot of money on the total renovation by me actually doing all of that stuff myself. And so in my head, I'm like, man, I'm going to do all this work myself and we're going to save, you know, this chunk of money that we had allotted to the renovation. We're going to save that so that I have enough to actually invest in higher quality appliances and higher quality plumbing fixtures and, and that and the other, you know, so, or, and lighting, light, <laughs> lighting, uh, you know, lighting can get quite expensive. And all of these things that we're talking about, lighting appliances and plumbing fixtures can get very expensive. You know, odds are you're not going to sell your, your furniture can get expensive too, but odds you're not going to sell your house furnished, but you could, you totally could. We totally could. If that's something I want to do later in life, you know, we, we totally could, but odds are you're not going to do that. So that investment could go with you. And the lighting could also go with you too. I could swap lights out and take some of the lights that were um, more elevated and more higher end with me, you know, before we ever put it on the market. So there are options there. But when we think about the fact that in that level of a house, in that market, in that area, I outpriced the market by putting those luxury items and those high-end appliances and high-end fixtures in the house. That wasn't really a smart move for resell, but it was a smart move for me because I knew that I was saving all of that money and I could enjoy and have quality things. For me, it worked. For us and for like our refrigerator, I love it. Our oven is gorgeous. Our plumbing fixtures are top notch. Like our faucets, meaning like, you know, in the, in the bathrooms and the, the tubs, you know, like all of that was kind of like extra, like that really nice toilet that I bought. Did I need to get that toilet? No, no. Did that, in buying that nice toilet, did it increase the value of that house? Nope, it didn't. Now the appliances may have a, a, an impact, but I just feel like I outpriced the market. So if you were to put a value on the cottage and all of everything that it has in it, it wouldn't comp out. It would there wouldn't be houses in the area as it is right now that would give me the money and the value for that home, what it's actually worth and what it would be worth maybe in another location. Although there was a house down the street that I don't know if it sold yet, but it was for sale a couple of months after we got ours and my parents were actually interested in it but just the property in general. And we toured it, we looked at it and they put an offer in and it sold for quite a lot, way, way more than it was worth. And they flipped it and it went on the market. And I think if I'm remembered correctly, they went on the market for 1.2 million. Was that what it was? Gosh, I should look at, I should look it up so that we actually like know for sure. Hold on. Okay. Okay, first of all, I did find it, but they had they took it down and relisted it. 
hundred percent because this says it was just listed on the 17th and I saw it way before then. So they, they relisted it and they relisted it at 989. So 989,000. That's a million dollars. That's a million dollars for, um, it has three bedrooms and three baths. Um, and they really did some like great quality work on it. Truly. Like they, they did a lot of the things that we, my mom and I were talking about needed to be done in the house. They restored some things. They replaced all the windows, which kind of broke my heart. But I mean, there was a tree growing into one of the windows. <laughs> like it needed, it was in a lot worse shape than the cottage that we bought. Um, but they, they did a great job, but they had guys working down there all the time. And, uh, they did, um, they made some good decisions. Like they even have my oven in it. So like, it's pretty. So although I feel like I have outpriced the market in some way with the things that I put into the cottage, um, I still would get money back and then some based on what we paid for it and what we put in. It's still a great return on investment. I think there were a few other things, uh, small things that I had done that I really didn't think about uh, the resale value. I just kind of thought about uh, the footprint as it was like the layout of the house and how we were going to add on to it, add the square footage that we had demoed off, you know, because we, when we bought the cottage, it was 1600 square feet. And then we removed about 600, six to 700 square feet of house we removed off because they were all add-ons. So they were all these like sloped roof, sunken floor, add-on situations that all equated into the the square footage of the house when we bought it, but they weren't actually viable rooms. Like you're, if you guys remember like going, if you've watched the renovation series and I have a whole playlist on my YouTube channel because we've been in renovation since January of 2021 and still have some, some things to do, but we've come a long way. So if you watch those series, especially in the beginning, I had a falling down hot tub room that the roof was caving in on, but that counted towards the square footage of the home when we bought it. So it being like 1,630 some odd square feet, that was included. There was also a sleeping porch that was, you know, literally sinking. That was also part, it was a fairly large sleeping porch and it was also part of the, the square footage. So we had to remove all of those rooms. So when we added an addition back, a proper addition on a good foundation and, you know, thought out how it was going to be and added on, I made the mistake by only adding one bedroom or two rather, because I think that they had a very odd, I think the entryway was like one of their bedrooms or something. It was very weird. So the addition did encompass the two bedrooms. So right now the cottage is a two bedroom, two bath home. If I would have made that a three bedroom, two bath home, it would have been worth more. We would have, and, and I had the space to do it. I just made the rooms really large. So dang it. <laughs> I mean, that that's just, that was a decision that I made early on and an amateuristic decision, I think, for, not for us, for resale. Now, I don't need the extra bedroom. Romeo and I don't need it. We only planned on being in, we, we very much thought about the cottage and what it really meant for our lives. And we were going to be in the cottage for 
several months out of the year, periodically over time, when we started a family, we wanted to go there and have a comfortable place to stay when I saw my parents. Cause that's the only people that I know there are my parents. My, my other family doesn't live in that area. My brother lives quite a distance away and so do my grandparents. So it was really just about going to see my mom and my parents. Um, and so we wanted a comfortable place, you know, especially when we started a family. So when we thought about that, we didn't need three bedrooms. But if I would have considered the impact that it would have had later on, even for like future, like let's say that the cottage doesn't even sell until our kids have it one day. They would get more money for it if it was a three bedroom. So I think between the appliances kind of outpricing the market and then also not having the extra bedroom, I think I just kind of shot myself in the foot. I didn't do myself any favors when it came to resell. So going into this house, we wanted to make sure that my thought process is kind of living in both realms. It's living in how can we transform this house into a home and make it perfect for us and our family and what I want stylistically and structurally and everything in between, but also how can we make smart decisions for if by chance we outgrow this home in the next 10 years, the decisions that we made during renovation were really impactful and they actually helped us, you know, make the most return on our investment. So when I started sketching the kitchen here, at this house, my brain already started to think that way. It already started to think like, ooh, what would have impact for a kitchen? And what what would increase the value? Uh, making that whole area more open and expanding the kitchen, making a bigger kitchen in general, huge plus. You know, uh, having the refrigerator not open against a wall so that you can't open the right door all the way, huge plus that aggravates me every time i'm like it why <laughs> why is a refrigerator here but also it's not very planned very well in there so it makes sense that they didn't really have a place to put the refrigerator so just having a better flow having a chef style kitchen and options and appliances and things and this house is where i think the high-end appliances would really thrive because this market, the level of what you expect is a little bit higher than where we, the cottage is in Texas. So then I started to think, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to really know? I'm not a real estate agent. Maybe, maybe some of you guys listening are, maybe, maybe some of you are just like me, like you just love home stuff and you love to make your house cuter and, and you like home decor and it's something that you enjoy and you like decorating. And so how are you supposed to know what you want and also what is going to add value to your house later on if you sell it. How, how are you supposed to know that? And so it, I started thinking, obviously we can Google it. You know, you can literally Google, you know, what are the major things, what are the major things in renovation you can do to your home to increase the value? right? Like what, what are those? We could start there. We can do that search. And they're probably going to list different areas, you know, of your home that have major impact, like the kitchen curb appeal. I'm maybe we should look it up. Oh, hold on. Top nine renovations to increase home value in 2023. I mean, we could Google it, right? Like that's, that's a great first start. Uh -huh. 
Hey, did I know that? I did not research this, I promise. But is the first one I said curb appeal? <laughs> because it says boost your curb appeal. Uh, so curb appeal is always, is is pretty major. You know, just the basic yard elements, so to speak, like making it look really nice. The walk up and everything like that is, is really big. Uh, create a more functional floor plan. So thinking about not only function for us, but how are we supposed to think about function for other people? I guess... I mean, we're all the same in some ways, but everyone's going to need something different from a house. But as long as you have the basics down, I feel like we're we're good. Uh, upgrade to luxurious bathrooms. So bathrooms are big. Bathrooms are, it says buyers are looking for bathrooms that feel like a spa experience. So when we toured this home, I knew immediately that I was going to renovate the kitchen and the bathrooms. They weren't working. They had potential to be something amazing. We could bust into like sidewalls, you know, into closets and things to make them larger, uh, to just give a little bit more space. The one upstairs is is on the smaller side, but it's it works for a second bathroom, but it needs to be updated. It hasn't been updated in quite a while. Like most of the things up there are, are quite old. And then downstairs, there's no bathtub. You know, having like a shower and a bathtub, I know is big for me, but having that option is is pretty big for for buyers i i would feel obviously they're saying spa like experience i don't get a spa in the shower i get a spa in a bathtub install a kitchen island or walk-in pantry ooh this is giving me ideas because i feel like i need to redesign and sketch it one more time and try and figure out how i can get a bigger pantry in our kitchen <sighs> It's so hard. It's hard. It it like drawing the floor plan. It's 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 hard. Nowadays it's more common to have more than one person cooking at the same time. Blah blah blah. It's central space in the home. At the least a double kitchen sink or a walk-in pantry rank high for 81% of buyers. A double kitchen sink? Oh that means double like double sides, right? Not two kitchen sinks. Uh, a kitchen island is 64%. A walk-in pantry is 62% um, of top kitchen upgrades that buyers were seeking after. Lots of drawer and cabinet storage. So I think feel like innately I knew that things were definitely lacking for this house in those areas because those were definitely things that popped into my mind that someone like me could, you know, like, oh, this is a project, let me get my hands on it. It didn't devalue the home for me. It just gave me a challenge and it gave me projects to work on where I feel like most people are looking for move-in ready and exactly what they need. They're not gonna go through this process like we will. You know, like we we enjoy it and we wanna transform things, but not everyone's like that. Build or convert a home office. Oh, just having a home office is great. You know what I think changed that a lot is going through the pandemic and people having to figure out having a work-life balance and working more from home. And when remote working became more of a thing, I obviously work from home. So having, I guess, having a home office is pretty like top like top tier. So a space for that, it could be like an extra bedroom that's converted or something. Expand your outdoor space. Well, I, I mean, I couldn't expand it, but I did make my arse better, you know? So thinking about the outdoors, I feel like is, is major. A pool, homeowners in certain parts of the country can increase their home's value by up to 7% if they add a pool, a deck or a patio, a hot tub. 
modify your home for aging in place and intergenerational living. What? Oh, adding an AUD, like an accessory dwelling. Like if it's, there's like a, you know, an, another, like a guest house that could be major or something. Intergenerational living has become more popular, all living in the same place. Okay, making your mudroom bigger or more functional. I feel like that's that's low on this list. I feel like that would be low on my list. Um, but you never know, for kids and things, and ours is our entryway and it always looks messy, so that actually makes sense. And small changes make a big impact. Cleaning up properly, adding fresh paint, fixing windows with leaks, repairing any gas leaks, Resanding floors, updating old and outdated appliances, filling in caulk or grout that needs repair, and so on and so forth. So that's obviously one way that we could learn about, okay, how do we not only make this home better for the two of us and for our family, but also think about increasing the value when, especially when going into renovations, it's kind of like once you start, once you make a plan and you hire on a contractor and you get everyone in place, you're kind of in it to make decisions or to make changes is a big deal. You have what's called a change order and you have to pay. You're lucky if you don't, but you have to pay a contractor every time something is changed from their original plan and original bid. So you don't really want to do that. You want to work through all your ideas up front. So knowing what you want, what you want to get out of the renovation and also having those things that are going to increase your home value is I feel like things that we should think about, you know, then I thought I'm like, okay, with Google, we've exhausted Google and you know, we're like, okay, these are like the top things, but what's really going to add the most power. And I feel like a real estate agent is going to know the most. And if you're anything like me, networking and talking to people, <laughs> like, like asking people questions and picking people's brains doesn't come naturally to me. Like I'm kind of a hermit. I'm a homebody. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to somebody or, or call anybody or asking questions, but people that are kind of in my life already, I will definitely ask for advice. So we have a great realtor that got us our house. Um, and she's awesome. And I know that I can text her. So if you know a real estate agent, I feel like that's a great way. Like, Hey, I'm looking to do some renovations at my house. What are the top things that homeowners are looking for? You know, that we can make sure that we incorporate to make sure that we get the most return and, and most value for our home. And another thing I thought of when I was thinking about doing this episode was going to open houses specifically going to tour ones that are new builds and seeing what developers and people are putting in those homes. And I mean like go at all price ranges, go to the top. I mean, open houses are open houses. They want the foot traffic. They want people to come. You never know who's going to walk in the door. You're not bothering them by going to an open house. It's They put signs on the street saying this way, please come. You can go to an open house and just walk through see what they're putting in. What brands of appliances are you seeing in like the top homes? Um, I can tell you right now that's more often going to be Sub-Zero appliances or Mila or uh, Thermador. Those are like the top tier that you see in like really high valued homes. And what are the bathrooms looking like? That spa-like feeling. Cause you know that developers are paying attention to this stuff. You know, you know that they're not just like building whatever they want. They are building to sell or they're flipping to sell because don't be discouraged if you see a, 
um, it's more of a renovation type house, but it looks brand new because it's, especially in California with my limited knowledge of this, don't take everything to, as fact, but based on my knowledge of when we were going through this process, we saw a lot of homes that look like brand new builds that would say on Zillow or Redfin or wherever we were looking at the property would say built in 1940, built in 1960, built in 1930 but it literally looked like a modern build. And based on what I learned from that is that it really comes down to the permit process. So you have to get permits to build or renovate structurally, you know? And so developers will actually do a renovation instead of a new build because you can get a renovation permit a lot quicker than you can get a new build permit. And we're talking like, I feel like years in between, like you can get a renovation permit within a couple of months. I think it was taking, I don't remember because it's been a while, but it was like a year to two years or something like that. So they can do a renovation by essentially saving like one stud from the original house, like one small piece of the original house. And they literally transformed everything else, new everything. And it looks like a new build, but it's actually a renovation. So even if you see you know, a, a home listed that has originally was built in like a long time ago, but it looks really new. Uh, you can still get some great information from that. And just like going around. I mean, I remember seeing some really cool things that people had added into their homes and it gave me ideas for how, you know, I would want to tackle my projects and it's different than looking at pictures. You know, it's, 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 and I have so much fun going to an open house. You know what I mean? Like I have like so, so much fun. So going and exploring and expanding just the knowledge and, and what you see, uh, can help you kind of have that balance between what you want and what's going to work for your family, but also work in the long run. Uh, and I feel like we can all benefit from that. So I know that I'm thinking about that a lot when we go into these renovations, um, for the kitchen specifically, we're opening up that floor plan. We're tearing down that middle wall for sure. We're adding an Island. We're upgrading the appliances and the plumbing fixtures and stuff. I already did that when we moved in, I replaced the sink and the not the fixtures, but the the faucet. <laughs> it's another uh, word that starts with F, faucet. So we did that right when we moved in because it was absolutely horrendous. I could not believe they had that nasty stainless steel sink and that nasty sink faucet in this house. Like I couldn't believe it. It's just, I feel like they could have, they would have outpriced us and we wouldn't have even have gotten this house if they had made the upgrades. That's how crazy it is. Like that's how impactful those little items could be. So instead of a buyer coming in like me being like, ugh, making a list of all of the things that they're going to have to update, you're getting a house that already has those updates and you can demand a higher price for it. So in the kitchen, we're, we're taking down that middle wall, we're adding an island, we're updating the appliances, we're making a better flow from the kitchen to the backyard. Uh, so we're gonna be, we're taking away one set of French doors and we're adding two. So it's gonna be oh, so beautiful, I hope. Um, we're creating that more square footage in the kitchen. So making the kitchen a more impactful part of the house. And now after recording this podcast and researching myself, I definitely want to find a way to incorporate a walk-in pantry. I feel like 
even if it's like, I mean, walk-in means you step one foot in. It doesn't have to be like a huge walk-in closet, but something substantial. Cause right now I really feel the lack of storage in our kitchen. So I know not only for our family, but also for resale, it's going to greatly increase the value having more storage and having more cabinetry um, and specifically drawers. Cabinet doors with shelves doesn't really cut it anymore. You know, like those great are great. Like we did in the cottage, we did cabinet doors up top for dishes and things, but the whole bottom row of cabinets were all drawers. Even if they looked like cabinet doors, it had a pullout drawer because you can optimize your space. You can get back to the back. It was like, you know, just a great kind of thing. Drawers over cabinets all day for me. So I already feel the lack of cabinetry in that space. So I know it will add, add impact. And if we can up that just a little more and get a walk-in closet somewhere in there, a walk-in closet, <laughs> walk-in pantry somewhere in there, that I think that would be great. We're also, by taking down that center wall and the way that that room faces with their windows, we're gonna get all day sunlight. So can you imagine walking into a kitchen that is feels open, has an island, has all day sunlight, has great appliances, has the French doors open to the backyard that we just renovated. Um, you know, all of those types of things like that has impact, not only for us, but also for the lucky person that would maybe one day <laughs> get this house. Cause you, you'd have to drag me away from my rose garden for sure, but you never know what the future holds. So I feel like this, the cottage was a lesson for me in terms of, okay, you don't know if you're going to be able to have this house forever, or you're going to want this house forever. You know, you never know what can happen in a few years, 10 years, 20 years even. So planning for those types of things early on to maximize what you can get out of it. It's just going to like further, further you in life, you know? So I hope that this was kind of helpful. I hope if you were working through any kind of renovation or thinking about doing any renovation in your house, um, this kind of gave you food for thought and you're just kind of like going to go back to the drawing board a little bit and just make sure that you're like, Hey, could I rethink this a little bit? And would it really impact how much we have to spend at all? You know, cause, cause I feel like having the kind of pantry I was going to have before and having a walk-in closet really wouldn't impact the budget at all, but it would be major later on. So going back to the drawing board and kind of rethinking maybe what something that you're going to be working on and working through the flow and the elements that you're going to be including um, maybe could have a great impact. And if you guys have any advice, like if you know, like some things that if, like selling your house or, um, things that you're looking for in a home, you know, like that you can't find or your must have checklist of items in a home, uh, that's going to really work for you. Let us know in the comments. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, I would love to know. I mean, that's going to just be more information that we can kind of digest and, make our homes kind of better in that sense. So definitely comment, tell me about a house you saw or something that you thought was really cool. I would love to, to know because, um, going to open houses is so cool. I feel like I should find some this weekend and just kind of walk through just specifically paying attention to the kitchens. Cause that's kind of on my mind recently and the bathrooms, kitchens and bathrooms. Um, and just kind of like absorbing it all and really 
nailing down what we want to do in the future. And hopefully we can get a quote soon. And I can, after I kind of do some 3D renders, we can get a quote and then I can dive in uh, to saving for it. And Romeo and I can really start putting things aside, money aside for it to actually happen in a few years. So that's really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you guys want to hear on the podcast, whether it's home decor or life or interior design or anything in between, um, just anything and everything. I feel like I've, I've gotten to that place where it's, Really, it's my content and things that I produce and my videos and my vlogs and everything kind of all rolled into, if you put it all in one pot together, it really is life at home. It's my projects at home. It's my renovations. It's life. It's everyday, you know, things that happen. Uh, So anything you guys want to hear about life at home, I'm here for it. Let's chat about it. Let's talk about it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I and make sure that you are following. If you want to get alerted every time I have a new episode, definitely make sure that you're following. If you're listening on the go, add me to your playlists and stuff so that uh, you can, you know, get up to date and definitely leave a review. I would love it. It helps the podcast so much. And I would love to just hear from you guys just in general, if you're listening on the go. So leave a review wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you're on the YouTube channel, say hi. I'll be chatting with you guys in the comments uh, the day this goes live. And I'll see you guys in two Wednesdays. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.